0: Okay, welcome back to the Author Speaker Podcast. My name is Steve Siebold. And I appreciate you tuning in to episode number three, sponsored by the Georgia Speakers Bureau, booking speakers all over Georgia and around the country. The Bill Gope Speech Workshop, the top keynote speech workshop training program of all time since 1947. And the Author Speaker Academy, where we train people uh, in the skills of writing books, and delivering speeches, and the combination of building a business with those two things, those two great skills. So today I want to talk to you about one of the questions I've gotten, probably the biggest question I've gotten over my 23-year career, speaking to large companies like Johnson & Johnson, Procter & Gamble, Microsoft, GlaxoSmithKline, uh, Harris Casinos. I mean, it just goes on and on, big companies. And our specialty was doing turnarounds on market share And sales. So we would go in and turn a company. Let's say a division would be a region would be doing 550 million dollars in sales, and they the company demanded that they do 700 million and it just wasn't happening well they bring our company in would be one of the companies and we train them in mental psychological processes with, to, to help them go to the next level we'd, we'd look at their compensation structure we'd re- restructure sometimes or be part of the restructuring of their comp uh, so in other words they get more commission than salary because that always attracts better salespeople tends to. Uh, people that can sell more, want more commission, in other words, and salary, those types of things. So we went in and we did all these different programs. But along the way, we had been breaking into these companies for so many years. And speakers would ask me all the time, how do you break into a $60 billion company? I mean, how does that even happen? And so I want to tell you exactly how to do it and um, or exactly what it is and, and how you can do it. We did it mostly through referrals, organic referrals and paid referrals. We built an army of paid referral people to get us in the door at these companies. And it was the most phenomenal thing ever. And I spoke about it all over the world for National Speakers Association. I went to Europe. I went to Australia. I went to Scandinavia, Canada, all over the US. Of course, when I was chairman of the Million Dollar Speakers Group, they I think I went to 13 cities for free. And I told them a story and people couldn't believe it. They said, you got to be kidding me. And I said, no, I have an army of people that are bird-dogging sales teams in large corporations. And so what I do is I pay them accordingly. I have a contract and I pay them, I had a whole system down and we built our entire organization on that. So we get referrals, just organic referrals because we did turnarounds and when you do turnarounds and you're very successful, which we were very, very successful, we didn't have one failed turnaround, um, which was kind of amazing. Uh, we went nine straight years without a miss which is pretty great until the president of the company came in and uh, one of the major companies we were working with and uh, just wanted all new vendors, all new executive team, new everything as new presidents of giant corporations. They tend to clean house and bring in their own people. And that's what happened. But we were very successful at that. But the way we got in was the real key. And that's building an army of referral agents. Okay, so who are these referral agents? Well, these are people I started out back in the day People in my when we used to have Rolodexes. Now we have phones that have our phone list on our, you know, just in our in our, you know, our devices. And now you can just print your phone list out or just call everybody up. Well, I had a Rolodex back then, and the real story is, is this is this is when um, we were really struggling with the business. This is right around uh, 2000. We had made a lot of money, doing really well, and then Bill Gove, my business partner, died pretty suddenly. Now he was almost 90 years old, but he wasn't sick for very long. He was really healthy. We were working all over and traveling all over the world, and all of a sudden, he went down very, very fast. We were scheduled to, to speak with President Bush, George W. Bush, in Washington, D.C., at the Hilton Washington. Uh, we were on the committee. We were on the National Charity Awards Committee with Merv Griffin and Cheryl Ladd and Pat Boone and all these. Movie people and famous people raising money for charity. And then 9 11 happened. And then now we are, we, we're raising money for the 9 11 survivors and the firemen, the policemen, and all, all those people that needed so much help. And so we were scheduled December 9th, 2001, to speak with George W. Bush. It was me, Bill Gove, Bob Proctor, Mark Victor Hansen, and a, a Doug Weed, uh, who just passed away recently, and um, a host of others. And uh, Bill died on that day. Bill Gove. It was really sad because I had to go to the program before, before he passed the night before I, it was the president of the United States. He says, you can't, you know, you can't show up to the president of the United States, stand up to the president of the United States. So I went and, uh, and we spoke there, but Bill passed away. So that January we were kind of in free fall because everyone was buying Bill Gove. They were buying some of me, but mostly Bill Gove. And so I had to get some corporate contracts. So I, I literally whipped out my Rolodex. I had a staff of about 15 people in our office in Florida and I whipped out the Rolodex and I worked, you know, about 18 hours a day, just calling people up all the way till midnight on the West Coast, um, you know, midnight here on the, in the East Coast to nine o'clock in the, in the evening on the West Coast, and just looking for people that knew people and come. Do you know anyone that, anyone that knows anyone? That knows anyone? That knows anyone? Kind of a Les Brown approach. Les Brown it, it told me he did something similar to this, uh, not so much like we did. He's a keynoter mostly, but. Um, We did, we just called everybody and people said, well, these high level executives, no, they were everybody. People I went to high school with the guy that, you know, mowed my lawn, the the gal that cut my hair. We just talked to everybody and just kept saying, look, we'll give you a cut of the deal. We made all kinds of different deals. We wrote up a contract on how to do it. A one page contract. I was desperate. I mean, I, I wish I could tell you I did it out of pure genius, but that wouldn't be true. I did it because I didn't know what else to do. We know we needed to work. I had 15 people to feed. You know, so you got to bring in money and we were bringing in money before, but then bill passed and we had to, we had to do something. And for about three months, we had very, very little revenue and I was getting really, really stressed out and worried. We were just barely making payroll every week. Um, We were always cash. We never had any debt, but, uh, but we had very little cash, frankly. And so finally it started to pick up. And uh, and then eventually it started to really go, and we started doing work and started getting consulting contracts. And then that was it; it was off to the races. But we kept breaking into companies, and people would say, "Well, how do you break into a Microsoft?" Said, "Start talking to people that you know and ask them a simple question: Do you know anyone that works at Microsoft? Do you know anyone who knows anyone that works at Microsoft? Do you know anyone who knows anyone who knows anyone?" Who works at Microsoft. You, go to, you go to, How many people did you go to school with? Can you contact some of the people and ask them where they work? I mean there's all kinds of ways to do this but it's a kick and scratch, messy not flashy at all um, approach and it works to the tune of anything you can imagine. We made millions of dollars doing that and the, the funniest thing was people just say to me all the time how do you keep breaking in one company after another? I keep talking to people I was always talking to people. I was never stopped. I never stopped marketing. I never have to this day. Um, just continuing talking to people, cutting deals. I like to cut people in on the deal because now they're, they're anxious to, they're eager to um, become a bird dog. And that's what you need. A bunch of bird dogs out there looking to get you in the door. Now, granted, we were giving keynote speeches and giving them a cut. Then we were doing training session uh, training sessions with the sales teams after the keynote speech. If we got the contract- and we gave him a cut. And then we did consulting, typically for one to three years, and we gave him a cut. So I'm literally sending some of our best referral agents checks for ten and $15,000 at a time. One check was $50,000. I literally paid for one of the referral agents' daughter's wedding. I paid for it. fifty grand. wrote a check because he had given me a deal that turned into a giant deal for us. And uh, so people know people, and you don't know who knows who. You just don't know until you ask people. It's amazing. I, I talked to some people. I remember talking to my my the gal that cut my hair in Florida. She's a hairdresser. She's been a hairdresser for 20 years. Um, she, frankly, was a little goofy. You know, she was really nice, but not a business person by any stretch of the imagination. Really nice person, just not someone with a head for business. And so I figured, I'm getting my haircut. I've been paying her for, you know, five years or whatever. Why not ask her? I'm taking time off work to get a haircut. I might as well ask her. So I'm sitting in the chair one day, and I said to her, you know, anyone that knows anyone that could hire us a large corporation with a sales team. And she looks at me and she goes, it's funny you said that. My husband was just mentioning that, you know, he's director of the biggest yacht brokerage in Florida. I said, you got to be kidding. And she said, no, no, he, he, he sells boats to billionaires and he knows all kinds of people. And so I said, you I've been going there five years. I never asked her. Why? I thought she was a hairdresser. I didn't think she'd really know anyone. Well, I was wrong. Her husband was a big shot. And so I didn't know that because I never asked. It was stupid not to ask, but I just never thought about it. And so I did. And we got, I don't know how much money we made, but certainly it was upward, upwards of a million dollars probably in profit. And I cut her in on the deal. She probably made more on our deal than she made in a year um, in terms of um, you know cutting hair. Certainly a lot. And so you just don't know. They don't have to be big shots. They can be anyone walking down the street. Someone you went to high school with, someone you go to church with, someone you play basketball with, someone you bowl with, someone you play golf with. You just don't know who people know until you ask them who they know. Now, when you cut them in on the deal, now they have a financial incentive and most people need money. Um, So they'll say, oh no, I don't need any money for it. I want to pay them. You want to pay them. Why? Because if you pay them, they get active. If you don't pay them, they don't be. They just do it whenever they think about it. But if they can get paid and the money's good, pay them a lot, as much as you can, and pay them fast. And you'll have an army of people doing this. I'm telling you, it's the most profitable thing I've ever done in my life because what it led to were multi-year, in some cases, not all cases, but in enough cases for us, multi-year, multi-million dollar contracts. And that's what built our business. So one of the greatest things ever, referral, Uh, paid referrals in this industry, which is not illegal or anything like that in the financial industry and some other industries that are regulated. It is in our business. It's not. So something to think about, something to check out because very, very powerful marketing technique. Okay. All right. That wraps it up for episode three. Thanks for watching or listening or both. And we'll see you on the next episode.